Hello and welcome to episode seven of Racing with Roman, special day of coverage of Saratoga we've been doing for the month of August, and it continues through this, the biggest of all weekends up here at Saratoga. Travers weekend started with a little bit of rain, hoping we can dodge some raindrops and get in a great day of racing. What do we have on tap? It's fantastic. Five grade ones. We're going to be talking about three of them on this show. But first, let's bring in our panel for today, starting for the man for whom the show is named. He's a gambler. He's a horseman. He's Lawrence P. Roman. Larry, what's up? Thank you, Pistol. I am actually was known for, in the construction industry for 40 years in New York. So uh, this is just a pastime, but it's certainly a fun pastime. Uh, before we bring in Keaton, King George Anthony and Darren, I just want to say a few things about Saratoga and how much I love this place. Saratoga, it's, it's like nothing else in the world. The air is so clean. The people are so nice. The excitement is beyond anything. I believe that the race secretary has done a phenomenal job this year, even though it hurts because I've, we're in 12 horse fields, 10 horse fields, <laughs> but the racing is so great. And I think it's beyond anything I can imagine. And year after year, it's the same thing. And I've like given up on baseball. Why? Because you look in New York, these guys don't perform. They get paid 30 million, 40 million, whatever it is. And yet in, in racing, the jockeys only get paid when they perform. And I'm really tired of people getting paid all kinds of money and they don't perform. I love racing. I love performance. I love just all the excitement. The traders are great, the best jockeys in the world. So I just wanted to say thank you, Saratoga. Thank you, all those people, for bringing us the most exciting sport there is. Now I will introduce the king, George Anthony, who criticized our last show, said it was unprofessional. So I said, okay, George, come on and show us how good you are. Well, you know, Larry Roman had a lot of comedy on the last show. We got serious betters there listening putting in some serious money, and we got serious racing here today. We're going to go over the Jerkins, the great one. We're going to go over the Ballerina, of course, and, of course, the great Travers Field that's uh, on top. For so Saratoga, Larry, you're right. You know, they've had a lot of problems this year, canceling races, races off the turf. We've gotten some bad publicity a little bit, but today we hope that the racing shines for our fans on a big day of racing. And uh, next week, of course, uh, we close out with the Labor Day weekend, and we look forward to some really good races today. I'm excited. Great. As Double. for – oh, you want to bring him in? You want to bring him in, Larry? Do it. Yes, yes. I'd like to bring in my friend, Double D, Darren DeLucia. Uh, he's been on every broadcast, uh, been a good workhorse, uh, told me about all the exactness he's given out. I don't know. We have to go to the – the tape the video to see if it's true but darren tell me about how well you've done over the last few weeks the last few weeks i've been on fire i've given you guys first time starters that we, we haven't really gone over the races that that was like a just a special little gift i give i gave a 92 dollar exactly two weeks ago i know you and dow ripped me this that you guys haven't given 92 dollar exactly since i know you last week <laughs> I gave you the $65 exacta, Larry. I haven't heard from you since. They said you made about $20,000. I don't know where the money is, but you haven't sent me anything. But all kidding aside, 
I've been having a really good run on the show. I've been giving out a lot of info. This is what, like George says, the people want winners, and I'm the guy to help you. So let's start today. Pistol, takeovers. Start who you want with. We're going to go with the Allen Jerkins as the first race. Whoever wants to go first, Pete, you're on tap. I love it. Let me let me just mention a few a few follow-up notes. I did like hearing, as George noted, in a meet that's had its issues, I loved hearing Larry still being positive about the overall experience because I think that's how we feel as horse players who love this place. Yes, we've lost too many races to turf. Yes, we've had some things happen we wish didn't happen, but it's still Saratoga, and, and, that's, and that's something to be positive about, especially as we head into the sharp end of the meet. I also thought that was a really interesting point for Larry, like as a horseman. Yeah, maybe as a, as a horseman, maybe six horse fields with, with your horse as a big favorite aren't bad things, but for betters, they're not great things. And I appreciate that Larry can, you know, put on his gambling hat and make those type of observations. For George, my only follow-up was, I tried to, to herd the cats last week. Those guys, they, they, it was like a circus, but the good news was I was laughing, so I, I let them have it. But, yeah, we can, we can get a little bit back more on the rails for a serious podcast for this Travers Day, and we will kick it off with race number nine, the Jerkins Memorial for these three-year-old Colts going seven furlongs. Just a field of six, but contention runs very deep here. Larry, let's bring you back in to get your thoughts on the winner of the Jerkins. Okay, just go to the windows. I, I don't expect to lose any of the three races today. And I will not be going with the chalk, who's Arabian Lion. Now, Bob Baffert always beats me. I hate it. He always beats me. But this New York Thunder is the sharpest, hottest, amazing horse. And he keeps winning. Did you see those fractions? He was 107 in change for the first six furlongs. They will not catch this horse. I know this speed. Fort Bragg to me has no chance. He's nine to five. Uh, maybe I'll be proven wrong. Arabian Lion's going to give him a good run. Arabian Lion is a real horse, but New York Thunder. I mean, think about that name. We're in New York. New York Thunder. I'm going all the way with him. Are you at all concerned, Larry? My only, I get the horse as a figure player. He'll be on my tickets. Any concern with the idea that he could bounce coming back in 29 days off that Herculean run in the Amsterdam? Well, you know what, Pete? I work every day, and I'm fine. I come in the next day. 29 <laughs> days, and he's running a minute and 10 seconds in 29 days, and people say we don't treat our horses well. Are you kidding me? This horse <laughs> will be ready. 29 days is, is enough time. Three weeks is tight, I admit, but 29 days is plenty of time. You watch the way this horse races today. He's going to really show what this horse is. King George, come on in here and tell us what you think about the Jerkins. Is Larry on the Roman, right track with New York Thunder? Larry Rowan must have read all of my notes. I, Larry's spot on in here. This New York Thunder is a freak of nature, in my opinion. Five to two morning line. Four starts, winning with authority. Eased up in the last start. Look at the splits of the last race. 21 and 2, 43 and 2. That is serious, serious numbers that you just don't see. He's a monster. No doubt about it. More important than that, this horse raced on turf. This horse raced on the artificial surface. And this horse comes the first time on the dirt and destroys the field, winning eased up. Totally dominant. And that's what I look. Larry is correct. This horse. Five to two morning line, you'd be lucky to get four to five. This horse is going down the highway today, and he 
should score handily. Two strong votes for New York Thunder. Double D, can we make it a chorus? I gotta go with the two. I gotta go with the King and Larry Roman on this one. I mean, this horse, twenty-one and two, forty-three and two, three quarters and seven and three. The only thing that worries me just a little bit, the competition today is a little harder. The horse did win like a freak. I agree. I like him. I think he won't be four to five. I don't think because you're going against Baffert. Another guy comes in, his horse should just take money because of him. But this is all about New York Thunder. When he runs to the lead and opens up five, it's going to be a lot of thunder in New York. So I'd say New York Thunder would be the play. You want me to give you a horse for the exacta? I'm not going to pick either of Baffert horses. I'm going to pick Brad Cox, the upset winner of the stake yesterday, verifying, cuts back in distance, going to sit a trip. I'm, I'm all about 5-3 here, but I think five is an absolute lollipop. New York Thunder, go get the money. It'll start thundering tonight after he wins. I hey, like I that idea exactly. for exactly. The King's oh, got a good pistol. Can I say one more thing? With sure. me, Larry, Darren, and, yes, yeah, me, Larry, go, and the ahead, King Darren. did not say anything about this. Alan Jerkins, Hall of Fame trainer, one of the greatest trainers that ever lived. They used to call him the Giant Killer. You remember that? The Giant That's Killer. Right. And one spot, can I just tell you one thing, Pete? When I was a little kid walking horses at Belmont when I was growing up. Every day after feed time, Alan Jerkins, we used to play football by his barn, by the Liz's Kitchen. Uh, George should know where Liz's Kitchen used to be. She was an old-time woman that owned the kitchen, and we played football. And if you know Alan Jerkins, he had a bad temper. And if you dropped the ball, the bucket would fly at your head. (laughs) Alan Jerkins was the chief, man, no doubt about it. I'm sorry I I took your time up on that one, but I had to tell you that quick story. No, that's fantastic. Darren, I and think the bucket hit you in the head a few, two, few times you. too many. But we, we'll leave it at that. George, did you have something to piggyback there before we pivot? Well, you know, Fort Bragg, he's got the speed to sit close in that race off of my top choice, and he's going to be a factor. But I'm going to give you a horse that, if you take a closer look, could very well be in the exactor at a pretty good number. And that's that horse at 10 to 1 called 1 in Vermilion. Take a very close look at this horse. Take a look at every race that this horse has been in with one-turn races. The horse has been first or second in each of them. So I'm looking for this horse to maybe sneak in there. This seems to be right up this horse's alley, and that could possibly make the factor very formidable here today. But New York Thunder has all the thunder here after going 107 and three for three-quarters of a mile last week. Eased up case Close. The king says with Larry on the highway. Love it. Let's move to race number 11. We've got the grade one sword dancer. They're calling the turf good. No. We're going no, a mile and a half. Pete, We've got Pete, we're going to race 10. Pete. Oh, right. oh, oh, oh. I'll edit that out. Ballerina, Don't ballerina. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll edit that out. Let's pivot to race number 10. It's the grade one ballerina for these Phillies and mares. Three and up going seven furlongs. And it's a race on paper that sure looks a lot like a match between Echo Zulu and Goodnight Olive. We'll go in reverse order this time. Double D, who's going to get the cookies, as you would say? The Ballerina, real famous race, Saratoga, 500,000, going seven eights. I hate to go with another favorite, but Echo Zulu is the best sprinting filly in the country. This horse went 22, 44, and two, just drew away like a freak. Uh, I just think this horse cannot possibly lose. You get six to five, seven to five. You know, I don't. Goodnight Olive's going to take a lot of money because it's Chad Brown. Um, I love Echo Zoo. I think this horse is a lock. I am not going to give 
Good night, all of the second choice. I'm gonna go with Carmel Swirl for my second choice. Last wow. time they were only what a length apart. Good night, Olive didn't really beat him. I didn't like Good Night Olive's last race. I thought that horse was life and death. He's she's fresh. I know it's Chad Brown. I'm going six eight seven. I think Echo Zool Larry go in your pocket, grab ten thousand out better to win. Get six to five and call me tonight with a little gift. Ten thousand. I got I got trouble getting ten dollars out of that guy. No, but I didn't say he was giving me ten. I said he's going to bet ten, and then maybe I'll get a gift later. Yeah. <laughs> George, pick it up and uh, take the ball and run with it here. Is it as simple as Echo Zulu in the Valerie? No. no, 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 not at all. I love Goodnight Olive here. This is a proven seven furlong winner if we look in the program here. And I think should, uh, this one will relish the distance here today. I like the outside post position. This horse is in a great stalking position. And take a look, Double D. Goodnight Olive beat Echo Zulu on November 5th in the same distance. And Zulu was three to one. Olive was nine to five. That tells me a lot. Good night, Olive, in my opinion, in a great spot here. I'm looking for Matareya, who's been also very consistent, hitting the board in the last 10 starts, was third uh, last time at Ellis Park um, and I, uh, in a very fast race. Take a look at that race, 120 and two furlongs. I know that Ellis is like, uh, you know, running on a cement track. But uh, how about Flavian Pratt? who's having a sensational meet at Saratoga. Then I'm looking for Wicked Halo. A seven furlong should give this gray a good stalking shot, I think, to complete the triple. You're looking at a horse who's 14 out of 15 in the money. One, two, three. Good night, Al. Popeye's going to love this one. <laughs> going seven, two, five is George. We got to break a tie here. We have one on each side of this presumptive match race, Larry. Who is it going to be that wins the ballerina? Okay, so what my compadre, George Anthony, did not look at was true. Echo Zulu finished second to Goodnight Olive. So, you know, you'd want to see at 9 to 5, you'd want to go with Goodnight Olive, except for one thing. Echo Zulu had post 12 and didn't get her kind of trip. Hey, wait a second. Harness racing, Larry, and Echo Zulu's not not a formative horse at seven furlongs. The extra half and the extra furlong is going to tell the story today. George, I love you. You don't have a clue. I've proven it to you over and over and over again when we make side bets. I win 90% of the time. And I am telling you, and I hate to go with Darren. I hate it. But Echo Zulu's a champion. She's a champion. And she is going to destroy good night olive today uh and i don't i don't even think it's a contest i say two and a half two and a half lanes i'll take even money that you wins by two and a half lanes i'll bet you a dollar you're on okay how'd you do yesterday george with against me all right bad. next, next me. Okay. i bet vax yesterday and i bet uh, florence in the big race yesterday i did very well i only made two bets yesterday and i hammered him okay what do you say pete did you have any side action going between the two of you yesterday or is that going to be a new thing just for today no we we had a, a dollar bet and uh <laughs> i won it oh just to say one thing to your king george you say the seven eights is going to matter well Echo Zulu ran seven, eight, three times, three for three. She's the best sprint and filling in the country. That's it. Over and out, George. Everybody, Everybody has their opinion. You know, that's what makes 
paramutual wagering what it is. That's correct. Pete, when exactly. you ask me about, Pete, when you asked me about the side bet where I beat him for a dollar, the only way I got him on the air today is they said, you don't have to pay me the dollar if you come on. And that dollar, he's on now. I like it. That's good value for money from an in-the-money media perspective for sure. I do take that point about the rougher trip that Echo Zulu had in the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint as opposed to the, I think, easy lead she's going to be making here, going to make in here. But we'll find out in about five and a half hours' time. That's the greatest thing about these you know, racing debates as opposed to so many other debates that you have in, you know, generally in sport or whatever. We, we just get to watch it play out on the track. And it doesn't mean the person was like right necessarily, but it is a certainly a relevant data point in that direction. Let's go to the big one, guys. The race that gives the day its name. It's the grade one Travers and what a Travers it is. All three triple crown race winners are in here. The two-year-old champion is in here. And there's some interesting long shots on top of those. Very curious to hear, Larry Roman, how you think it's going to play out. Well, you know, it is it is an interesting race. And, uh, you know, normally a lot of years we have a, a clear champion. And in this year, we do not. We have last year's champion, Forte, who's a real, he reminds me of Scat Daddy. If you remember Scat Daddy, you'd have to get after him, get after him, get after him. And then he would just come on at the end. He would surge. And... I've watched Forte's races, and he's that kind of horse where you, you think he's not going to win, and then you think he's out of it. Just look at the Belmont Stakes. You would swear that that horse wasn't going to be in the top five. Watch the race 100 times. Same thing at Gulfstream. He had, he's under the whip. Iran's whipping, whipping, whipping. He's not going, and then he does this surge at the end. So I like the one post for him. I think he should have been disqualified in his last race, but it was very close. And I think Arad did what he had to do. I don't know if Arad's going to sit the pocket again today. I think if I were telling him what to do, I'd say, get, don't get yourself into trouble. Keep that horse within position, turning for home. And I just don't think that anybody could out sprint them. So I'm going with him. Uh, we'll see. We're really going to find out what kind of horse he is today. Uh, oh, Larry, I'm going to... takes. that's all you do is chalk, chalk, chalk. Wait, I'm not done. <laughs> you are... Keep going. Number t- for second and competition is Scotland at 12 to 1. All right? Here's an up-and-comer. I don't think there's any great three-year-old that I've seen so far. They're very good. But I haven't seen anybody that's great yet. And this horse is getting better each start. I think this horse... He was really good out of the gate his last start. He's going way up in class. He's getting tested for class. I think he's going to put in a hell of a race today, and I think he has a chance as a long shot. And third, I'm going with Archangelo. I don't love – I mean, I I was amazed that the horse won a $35,000 yearlings winning the Belmont Stakes like that. I was very happy for the connections. I love when in the – expensive yearlings win the derby win the belmont it's great i just don't really think the horse i think it was more of a lucky race same thing with madge i i don't think it's madge is a great horse they're good horses but i don't think they're great horses so question for you larry yeah one follow-up for you before we bring george in who seems eager to participate in the conversation how much credit do you give for to Archangelo for Javier Castellano deciding to go with him instead of sticking with his derby winning Mount Mage. Does that change your handicapping of this race at all? 
you know, I, it's so hard for the, because we don't know. In a jockey's mind, he may be looking at uh, these are the connections he wants to ride for, or they got a horse in for next year that he likes. So, I, I, you know, I don't really go by what the jockeys do. I think that at the end of the day, there's a lot more going on than just this specific race. As great as the Travers are, uh, there are a lot of times where I've seen a jockey take a horse that's not as good for some other reason that we don't know. So, yeah, fair enough. George, how about you? Let's bring you in to discuss this one. Well, I'm, I'm going to an upsetter here today, and I, I think maybe you'll uh, see some of the points that I see in here. I like Disarm in the big race today. Rosario was right there. Take a look in the Jim Dandy where this horse was closing strongly, only beaten a couple of lengths to Forte in the Jim Dandy. Today, this horse gets an extra furlong. More important, he gets blinkers on today. So that's telling me that they intend to be a lot closer to the earlier pace here today. Joel Rosario suits this horse big time. Joel Rosario, big time money rider. And a mile and a quarter is really going to help this horse today. So I'm looking for an upset with this arm. I like the case. I, I really do. I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. Uh, any others, George, to mention for underneath before we throw it to Doug? He's not going to agree with me at all because I'm not using Forte at all. I like Maj five of six if you look in the program, first, second, and third. This horse is in a good spot to close strongly, just like he did when he won the Kentucky Derby. Second last out in the Haskell at Mammoth. This horse needs to time his move in the right spot. If this horse gets a real good timing move, he's going to be a big factor. And then I'm looking at Archangelo. Take a look. You know, Archangelo right now is in current outstanding form. Last three wins, you got the Belmont, the Peter Pan winner, looking to repeat here with Castellano. And he handled Forte very easily in the Belmont. I don't need the chalk, Larry, with Forte. I don't like the way Forte finished in his last start. He was crooked. He was all over the racetrack. I think you might see a bounce here today. Disarm, the king, upsetter, Joel Rosario. All right. Let's see how it plays out. I'm excited for this race as much as any I think I've seen um, in Saratoga since maybe the 2015 edition when we had uh, American Pharaoh up around these parts. Double D, come on in and break the tie. To I'm going to break. Or not? I'm going to break the tie. Double D is going to break Larry the chalk. You know, Larry, you always call me the chalk. Larry, you're going to think I'm nuts, but I'm agreeing with the king. I don't like Forte for a dollar today. I don't Neither like do his I. last race. I, I get oh. that. You have to ride him. I, I, I think he had a perfect trip. He was all over the track. I'm going to give a horse that's a bomb, national treasure. I could be crazy. But this, this is the other king. This is the king from California. Wait a second. Uh, let me call Creedmoor Hospital for you before you continue. <laughs> Go ahead, George. Go ahead. This is the king, George. This is the king coming in from California, Bob Baffert. Now, I don't know. This is the most competitive Travers I think I've ever seen. Seven of the horses, any one of them could win. We could talk on here for 20 minutes. I like National Treasure for one reason only. Go to the lead and pray speed's good. Blink is off. The horse did wire the field in a, the Preakness. Maybe it wasn't that great of a race. I think today I'm just taking a shot. Go to the lead. Don't look back. John Velasco is the king up there. Really? He is. My second choice oh, will be with George. Him. Really? They're just going to hand this horse to lead and let him do exactly what he wants for Johnny V? I don't see that happening. Well, George, listen, they call you the king. They might call you the queen after I'm finished with you. But anyway, 
The second, the second choice in the race, I'm going to agree with the king, Queen George. This arm. I love the blink is on. I think Rosario will sit closer. You know, slop two times in a row. I think the track will be really good by uh, 6 o'clock tonight. So I'm going to go 5-6. My third choice, which again, I will agree with George, will be Archangelo. I like Archangelo. You could go Mage. I'm going to go Archangelo. I think Jenner Antonucci, great job. Three for the last three. The source looks like he's getting better with every start. I'm going to go 5-6-2. Mage also. But Mage, George, does have a little hang in him. You have to agree with me. Yeah. Two, yeah. The last two starts made a big move and hung. So I'm about 5-6-2. I do not like Forte. So tomorrow you guys can rip me up. I hate Forte today. I agree. I agree. I don't use Forte 1-2-3 in my numbers. Well, can I, can I, can, yeah, can you I go ahead, Larry. P to explain to these people what they don't understand? True. Forte for an average horse, if you were just looking at the typical horse, had a perfect trip. He was bold. He bulled his way out, and he just got up. True. However, that's not this horse's style. This horse wants to be outside, in the clear, and none of you can show me any race that the horse, no matter what it looked like, around whipping, driving, but the horse always comes on at the end. And so I think that when you look at it, like you said, Madge is a hanger. They all have their issues and problems. This is the only horse that no matter what trip he has, wide, five, it doesn't matter. He keeps coming at the end. And you'll be thinking at the top of the stretch, he's not going to win. You're going to go, ah, oh, Roman doesn't know what he's talking about. And then he's going to have that surge. And I'm not guaranteeing this is a win or anything like that because, you know, there are issues, there are problems. But I look at the other six, pretty much I eliminate them other than Scotland. So it's a, it's you're competing against other horses. There's no American Pharaoh here. There's no triple crown kind of horse here. He's the best of what is there. I have another question about the pace where there's obviously a big disagreement. And I'm the more I look at the race, I'm becoming a little sympathetic to Darren's idea that National Treasure could be the one alone on the lead in this spot. George, you feel strongly otherwise. Who are the other horse or horses that are going to be up there in the vanguard with National Treasure in your view? I'm not saying that that horse won't be on the front end, but I don't think they're just going to let him dilly-dally and, and go some ridiculous numbers where they're not going to be able to close into the speed. So you're going to see some horses up closer today that are going to press the issue just a little bit to make it an honest pace. They're just not going to let this horse get away and do what he wants in this race. So I don't know who's going to take a shot, but it could be Rosario that's going to lay a lot closer. I don't know, but... We're going to see, you know, but they're not going to let Johnny B just get away with a 114, 115 crazy number where they got to be able to carry. Scotland All is, right. Pete, Scotland is going to be pressing him. Scotland is going to go by him. Mm -hmm. I think Forte will catch him at the end, but Scotland is a better horse than you people are giving him credit for. I don't rule him out. I mean, a progressive Bill Mott trained three-year-old, you know, this could improve leaps and bounds. I'm just not sure how much, you know, the extra uh, furlong is going to be his friend. But, I mean, at the price he's going to be, I, I don't mind having Scotland on my tickets one bit. It's an interesting it's an interesting case, and I think we've given people some good ideas. It's a chalky day, but, hey, that's why we also have these bets, uh, you know, pick threes and bets like the right. exacta and trifecta. We can mix in some of these other ideas and hopefully – make a few scores along the way on this Travers day. Any closing yeah, thoughts right. from you, Larry? Yeah. Parlay the three horses I gave you. Don't listen to these guys. They have no <laughs> clue. 
they really have no clue. But you know, this is what I this is the way I see it. I'm pretty confident that all three horses are going to win. I do try to pick long shots or mid mid price horses, but this is the way it is. This is the day of champions, and champions come through on the big days. And I think all three of them are going to win. So do a parlay, maybe a yeah, place yeah. parlay if you like. And I'm here to the Roman Empire, the king. I'm the king of the Roman Empire. Don't forget. <laughs> Double D, he's been taking shots at you. Do you want to? You want to get one more? Back <clears throat> nah, in listen, he, you know why he's taking shots at me? Because I'm a way better. He might have a lot of more money than me, but I'm a way better <laughs> handicapper than him. If you him were a handicapper than me, you'd have more money than me. Okay? No, Larry, come on, Larry. You made your money on the plumbing, whatever you did, the, the, the construction. I, I might be a, I might not have money like you, but you know what? I'd like to take you on a small boat to China with the handicapper. <laughs> okay. George, we'll him and him and Daryl ripped me up every every Sunday, and I destroyed him every Sunday. Listen to the show. $92. Larry you, hasn't given $92 exactly in 40 years. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. I know. No, keep me aside. I just want to say one thing about the Travers. There's seven horses in the Travers. Larry, George, Pete. If you look at the, every horse in the race, you could say every horse in the race has a, some kind of a chance. There's nobody that's a complete throwout. I'm just taking a shot with National Treasure because these speed. Maybe George and Larry are right. No one's going to let him go. Obviously, in a million-dollar race, they're not going to let him go. But what if he gets an easy lead? This is Bob Baffert. This ain't no uh, slump. This ain't no, you know, this ain't no uh, schoolboy. This is one of the best trainers in the world. Wire to wire, the king, the queen, Larry the chalk, Pistol Pete, hang up the phone, go to the window, get eight to one, and I'll give you guys a kiss tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. I'll pass on the kiss. No yeah, offense. On bad. the cheek, on the cheek, on the cheek. Sorry. Okay. Well, that, that's well one cool. thing we'll agree on. One thing we can agree on, Pistol Pete, you're really great at what you do. And I well, give you a ton of credit, and I will <laughs> ne never disrespect your opinion as opposed to the other two. <laughs> yeah, right. oh, keep Larry, keep blowing bubbles, Larry. Just oh, keep it up. Larry. Stop kissing his butt, please. We gotta, yeah, we every gotta week get the, the same show. thing. Man. We gotta get the show out in the world, boys, because yeah. uh, they're about to start over there. Loved having you for King George, for Double D, for Lawrence P. Roman. I'm Peter Thomas Fornatel. May you win all your Travers Day photos. Thank you. <laughs>